Welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I'm bringing you the good news that'll bring great joy to all people. Barry's here to share a sermon on Emmanuel. God is with us, and we're talking about the wonders of his love. But before we give up our divine privileges, now that the power of the Most High has overshadowed them, let's welcome in our favorite Christmas co-host, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Merry good Christmas. Good day. Good day to you, Shekinah glory. The glory of the Lord is shown upon us. Good day. Here yeah. we are. We hey, are before glowing. we jump in. Yes. I want to mention that our Christmas Facebook group is hopping. You can join the group by going to facebook.com slash group slash Christmas at Grace. This is the place Grace folks are gathering online to share their lives this month while we're a virtual church. Share photos and videos, jump into our Advent reading guide and watch our bonus content that we're publishing all month. Also, all of our sermons and worship experiences are on demand. So you can head to gracechurch.us slash wonders to see all of the content we're putting online, including sermons, music videos, children and students activities, devotionals, and bonus videos. Friends of the pod, go engage. All right. <laughs> this episode we're here. Wow. brought to you by yeah. wow. Christmas We got Grace. some sponsors. Christmas. <laughs> wow. That communications background really shining through yeah, wow. on this episode. We got some sponsors this time. Seriously, though, the Facebook thing... Have you guys been? Of course, yeah. I'm hanging out. It. It's been fun. Good. I love seeing people post pictures of like their, stuff. their living room and what yes. it looks like for Christmas. Or it, it's just been fun. The I best. have been engaging with it at least twice a day. Yeah, I yeah. Your new profile it. picture is from there. Yes, my new profile <laughs> picture is from there. Somebody uh, drew a picture of uh, me leading worship this last week, and yeah. they paid attention to even like the checkered detail on my scarf I was wearing. Yeah. It's the greatest thing ever, and I want to keep it forever. So. The thing I like about it is it feels, I mean, it is social media, but it feels much more like you're actually like hanging out with people than, yeah. than that you're just like shouting into the void, you know, like it often does. So yeah, uh, it makes the shouting in this feel like a small, a small community. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've, we're about up to 400 people. So that's good. I'm, I'm really happy that everybody's participating and enjoying it. So yeah. Um, guys, yeah, wow, what is going on? I feel like there's a lot to talk about. Uh, brand new type of sermon series delivery, it's everybody's all... involved, including oh, yeah. my children. <laughs> yeah, um, let's let's start there. Uh, we are one week into this new content delivery sermon series because we're all online, and so what, what were you guys' takeaways, Marin? You were heavily involved baron you did very baron baron you did you did your sermon at my house i did uh, in next yeah. to the roaring fire it was wonderful How, oh my takeaways? what are your thoughts We're sorry you just blew removed. my mind i just realized that was tyler's house my yeah. house I, yeah. I guess it never occurred to me that you don't have a fireplace we wish we did mind. but we do not no good yeah. job just creating this total like I, I was bought in, Barry. I've been to your house. And yet I thought we were at your house. Yeah. Next to that. Yeah. Wow. Nope. nope not, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I was in my house for the little uh, end of year giving campaign announcement. That was next to the uh, the beautiful mantle, that the cedar mantle that Olivia yes. just made yeah, out of nothing. Incredible. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, we were over at Tyler's house and uh, your kids were in it and... It was delightful. They were they were the stars of the show. I don't even know if anyone heard a word that I said. They were too busy watching your kids being cute. Yeah. To tell you the honest truth, the first time around, I did not. <laughs> I had to watch the sermon a second time because all of us, my kids included, were just so enamored with the cuteness of Milo and Lane. Yeah, the best <laughs> had to watch part it a second was time. 
Milo just saying what to everybody behind the camera. <laughs> like, what are you trying to say to me? Like, should be quiet. Pay attention. What? Oh, oh, <laughs> he just I want to bottle his voice. He has the cutest little yeah. squeaky voice yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. A little bit yeah. at the end. Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, was, like, that's, that's incredible. Oh. Um, Marin, you are uh, off of three music videos that you participated in. We're doing more this weekend and more oh, yeah. to come. But oh, yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience. What? Uh, what was that like? It looked like you were crying in one of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what was she? What? I didn't see that. Oh, you're too much. The one that we shot outside, I just happened to be scheduled to shoot right as the sun was going down. <laughs> it was about mid face, mid brow level. And the winds were really starting to pick up. And so I had the sun in my eyes and the icy winds ripping past my face. And I tried, guys. I really, really yeah, tried. You did great. Your eyes were a little watery. I was like, man, little that's glossy. so funny. Music's really getting to her. My kids were cracking up when I appeared on screen. <laughs> and I got comments from other people saying, Marin looked cold. Yeah. And it's because I was. I was yeah. very cold. What I really did see? think you were crying at first, but then I was like, oh, it's probably cold outside. <laughs> we we filmed part of Christmas Eve, uh, my sermon for Christmas Eve, which I won't spoil anything, but we filmed part of it outside. And I mean, it was freezing and Risk. just heat, like extreme wind. So yeah, I'm... Yeah, I know. I know your pain. I feel it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had I had only been to Wild Blackberry Farms is where we shot this video footage. And there's some Fisher's Fisher's attenders, actually. Right. 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 They're Fisher's attenders. And I had only been one other time with you and with your mom and dad, Barry, when we went uh, wildberry picking or blackberry picking. Yeah. Jaden and I both got to go. So it's kind of cool that fast forward all these months later, me and Jaden are back there again, but playing music in the barn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, big shout out to Blackberry Farms, Wild Blackberry Farms. They yeah. have basically hosted a lot of this experience, all, all of the musical experience, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've mean, just been so hospitable, o- opening up um, really their property and their barn to people they'd never even met before that came in to be part of these shoots. So it's just the most beautiful thing. And I know they do um, like weddings and events and things like that there. So big, yeah. big shout out. To their names Wild are Blackberry Greg and Farms. Jennifer Butts, in case you... Didn't know. They no. don't actually go by Mr. and Mrs. Wild Blackberry Farms, but <laughs> <laughs> but they should because those blackberries are insane. They're incredible. They are. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. I mean, we shot all of the video footage over the course of four days. Um, we did three days in a row a couple weeks ago. And then just earlier this week, uh, uh, Tyler, you and I were on site. No spoilers. No spoilers. But what? Oh, just oh I know one. why. One yeah. last piece of video footage. The real. I hope something can be done. We have some wizards on the camera, yeah. so I'm sure it'll yeah. be great. But it's a really exciting um, kind of end of year finale. It's exciting to see this stuff coming together. This totally. stuff that we've been dreaming up since what August, Barry? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. That's when we first had that we... conversation. Right. So it's really cool to just see it all taking shape. And yeah, um, the thing, the thing I love about all of it is, I mean, from the start, all of it has been designed with someone watching at home in mind. And so it just feels, it feels more intentional. If you're watching at home, it feels like, oh, like, we'll even, you'll hear 
the hosts reference your screen or reference the room that you're in, or, I mean, Tyler, at the end of the message or at the end of the, the service, you had your little thing with the, the QR code that shows up full screen on your TV. So yeah. you can use your phone to go to the Facebook group, like things like that are just really, it's just cool and intentional. And I think for a lot of our folks who haven't felt comfortable, uh, or haven't been able to come back in person when we were open, it, it feels like, wow, kind of a breath of fresh air to have some kind of a unique experience. And I love the fact that every week is so different because it really makes you want to know, okay, what do they got? What do they have in store for next week? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. Well done everybody. Good. Yeah. Um, I have two questions from outside people that they were hoping we would talk about. Okay. And they're both for Marin. (laughs) Oh Lord. One, um, Ephraim was on a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you guys, the minute services ended Saturday night, two times on Sunday morning, all I received was texts about Ephraim on the horse. <laughs> all three campuses wanted to know was whose idea was it to put Ephraim on a horse? And can I tell you, it was Ephraim's idea to put Ephraim on a horse. Yeah. I don't think everybody's a horse. He's getting on it. I don't think Ephraim, not everybody knows Ephraim's like a big horse guy. Like he has his own oh, horses. Yeah. So it's not like he's just like never seen a horse before and wanted to get on one. He, oh, he's yeah. very familiar with horses, but <laughs> his wedding was at a horse farm. Yeah. Like we, everyone who knows Ephraim, that image made total sense. Yeah. But if you don't know Ephraim, you might've been a little confused, but I promise you it was his idea. The minute he saw that big old horse, he's like, I'm getting on that horse. Yeah. I'm going to sit on that horse. I love that. He didn't even bother to saddle up. He yeah. just went bareback on the horse. Oh, that's right. I didn't even he notice arrived that. The one thing the that I thought was, shoot. the one thing I thought was kind of funny is that he, what the horse wasn't moving and, and there was no shot of him getting on the horse or like interacting with the horse. No He's just warm like up, sitting just, there randomly sitting we on a horse singing into the void. It would be too like romance novel-y if he was just like slow-mo on the horse, like riding yes. into the sunset. At least he had a shirt so, on. That would have been, yeah, right? uh, oh my he, goodness. He came to the shoot in full like cowboy gear, yeah. boots, hat, the whole yeah. deal. And the minute that scene was done, he just switched back over into his Christmas clothes and That's we so moved funny. on with the shoot. But wow. yes, Ephraim on the horse. I think it's something that people will talk about for years to come because <laughs> we will always remember. I'll admit, I laughed out loud when I saw it. I, I knew it was coming, but when I saw it for the first time, I just laughed out loud just because it just is so over the top. It was so good. It was so good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope it brought everyone a little bit of Christmas joy. Um, second thing is uh, one of those songs where our, at least one, is an original. Mm-hmm. The one where you were crying. Crying into the crying sunset. In the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the one Ephraim was on the horse. Um was that a collaborative effort? Was that a Brad Becky or Marin yeah, a little bit. production? Brad, what was what was Brad that? had um, a song format, kind of like verse, bridge, chorus, chords, like words, all that stuff. When we actually got together to record that song, we had to bring it to life as a band, and so that was kind of cool. Like it's kind of like I don't know. It's like taking something and gilding it. You know what I mean? Like you've got a Christmas tree, but then you decorate it. Oh, right. That's that's what it was like. The The song existed, but then everybody else had input in the end product that you guys heard, the end result of that song. So that was really fun. And it's fun to be able to do that as musicians on the spot Yeah. in like the recording studio, because we, we did that in the studio, kind of flesh that thing out. Um, and actually, there's a couple more songs coming 
where that was the, the case, where we had this oh, cool. kind of, um, you know, we had a structure, we had a, a, a structure in place, but yeah. then everybody threw their voice in Great. and something really cool came out at the end. So. I don't want to spoil anything, but Marin, did you do any arrangements in the month? Oh, or is you that a spoiler? Die. You did. Okay, cool. <laughs> no. Can't wait. Can't I, wait. I love doing stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited and I, I hope they turn out well. Right yeah. on. We need to make, we need to make a CD. Hey, I'd be down, but you've got to be part of it. Tyler Bender. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have to talk to somebody, a 15 year old girl who still uses CDs. What? Yeah. I'm thinking of wow. using some CDs for my uh, fence to ward off deer. Cause apparently if you hang the, f- the CDs, they'll like scare the deer away. And what am I going to use CDs for? So All yeah. Right. All right. I'm very excited about this. It feels like a lot of good energies uh, happening right now with Christmas and just stuff that's going on with grace people. And so very, very into it. So let's d- dive into week number one of our wonders of his love sermon series barry you gave the message it was an abbreviated message compared to the the huge how did you feel about that like did you feel like it went well did you feel like you left a lot on the cutting room floor what how, how do you feel well i mean yeah how do you talk about the incarnation in 10 minutes uh <laughs> we i i think i mean we probably should have communicated this more clearly beforehand because everyone was like wait that's it it's over but um the, the whole kind of month we're doing relatively short messages. They're more like they're, they're not 30 minute messages in other words. And so um, just to try to kind of change it up and see how it goes. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, there were, there were plenty of things that I, I could have talked about or wanted to talk about, but really all I was trying to get across was wonder. I mean, I wanted us to have a little bit of wonder and awe at the idea of God becoming a baby that it, I mean, we just, we say it every year. We think about it every year, but we don't really like dwell on how ridiculous and crazy and amazing that is. And so I was hoping to use, you know, your son as an object lesson, little lane to to just kind of help us think, wait a second, God became one of these. That's crazy. So, um, yeah. yeah. And as you were doing that, I was thinking, I have a ton of questions, but as I was watching you use lane, my 10 month old or 11 month old son, I was like, man, I really hope Jesus wasn't that big of a baby because Lane is huge and I would have felt terrible for Mary. (laughs) (laughs) He's giant. But I bet he was just as jolly as Lane. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I loved when he started crying and then you just like, in the blink of an eye, related to that emotion and brought it into your sermon. Sadness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So you focused on Luke chapter two, um, the part where the angel shows up to Mary and kind of went back to Isaiah. But the the whole the whole big idea was focused on the word Emmanuel. Right. Right. God with us is what it means in Hebrew. It's actually a name. But yes, it means God with us. Actually, that's one of my questions. So um, Isaiah happened like 700 years before the birth of Jesus. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's where he prophesied about a virgin who'd conceive and bear a son and call him Emmanuel. That's, that's where we first hear this. Right. Correct. And so my first question when I, when I heard you talk about this was why isn't Jesus's name Emmanuel? Interesting question. I mean, it kind of is, but his name Jesus means God saves. Uh, it's, it's Yeshua, Joshua, Yeshua is, uh, God saves, but, um, in Isaiah seven fourteen, it's, it's a, a prophecy of 
well, we've talked a lot about prophecy, but it's a prophecy that says, you know, that uh, God will be with us in a way that brings hope and um, confidence to the people of God. And as Jesus then was born and, and people began to realize who he was, that he was the son of God, he was God among us, the name Emmanuel uh, connected. And and so people use that prophecy. Uh, some of the gospel writers use that prophecy and applied it to Jesus because from a sort of a theological standpoint, it's completely true that he was that child who represented what it means for God to be with us. Mm. Yeah. So it's like the nature of God. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's, it's God's choice to be with us in a way that nobody really expected. Cause it's so much, I, I said it in the sermon that he's so much more with us than anybody ever realized was even possible. Yeah. One of the cool things I thought you did, um, in having the kids there was, was a good illustration and it like kept me in the moment of it, but you get it. You did a great job of putting us kind of in the minds and hearts of the people who were in the moment in that moment. So, uh, like the God of the universe had, um, had a first breath on earth. Right. So like mm. baby, yeah. baby Jesus taking his first breath. Like you, I, I don't think about things like that, but the God of the universe took one first breath as a human being. Um, and so that got me thinking more about that, especially as a dad, I'm like, I wonder if Jesus had like blowout diapers and, <laughs> Yeah, couldn't sleep, and I guess you can take that as far as you want to take it, Tyler. <laughs> well, okay. So I was thinking about Marin's situation. I was like, I wonder if he was like an unruly teen, right? When Jesus was learning how to drive, yeah, my was, goodness, he was learning how to drive. Uh, <laughs> was Mary and Joseph were they just like freaking out at him becoming a uh, adolescent? Or if Mary was anything like me, you know, she's she's married to a carpenter, a carpenter, yeah. So like the first time Jesus has to like pick up a hammer and nail something in, <laughs> is she like helicopter parenting Jesus? Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't that? don't hit your thumb, son. Right. You're, you're going to want to hold it just like this. Okay. J- just step. Let me do it. Just let me do it. Step aside. But thinking there, of the humanity <laughs> of Jesus was really interesting. There were yeah. some some sort of trends in the early church where people were very uncomfortable with this idea, um, especially kind of coming from a, a Platonistic worldview where there was like, things of this earth were like bad and things of the heavens were good. And so they could, they had a really hard time imagining anything coming from the realm of God entering into our world and in any way being what they would consider corrupted by it. And so they began to um, imagine Jesus as almost like this, like fully mature grown up dude that yes. was like completely yeah. godly from a, from his birth. And there's some actual, um, what's called like the, the pseudepigrapha, the false writings is what they called, but there were some, some gospels, so-called gospels at the time in the early church that actually depicted Jesus as this like little magician walking around, like make, <laughs> making pigeons out of clay that turn to life and fly away and like doing, doing crazy stuff like that. And, um, and then even if you look at like medieval art, uh, whenever you see like, Mary holding Jesus. She's always holding like a little man. It's he's never yeah. like a baby. It's so weird. Like not not always, but like there's certain yeah. you know streams of thought like that. And so it's a fun rabbit hole to go on, totally, go down if you totally. look for those depictions of baby Jesus who's got like ripped arms and like a man's face and yeah. six pack abs, but yeah. he's a baby. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. But all, all that to say, um, the sort of the church as a whole came to realize the Orthodox understanding what they would consider orthodox understanding that Jesus was fully man and fully God. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a, 
reality that is hard or almost impossible for us to wrap our minds around. And yet it's fully true that, that he was just as much of a human being as any one of us. Yeah. Another one of the questions as I was thinking about like the humanity of it all, I was thinking you would have thought God could have chosen somebody who lived a little bit closer to Bethlehem. Like Mary (laughs) traveling that far, nine months pregnant, that like thinking about the humanity of it, I'm just like, that was rough. That Uh, sounds donkey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and, you know, somebody to not travel so far. I'm just, (laughs) yeah, but like, how much more human can you get than having to make a long, arduous journey out of some sort of government bureaucracy? Like she had to go there because Joseph had to be counted in the census. It's like straight up. I mean, we all can relate. It's like standing in line at the BMV. You're just like, why do I do what is wrong with this broken world? <laughs> it's right. uh, yeah, for sure. It's just no more human. Knowing though, what was ahead for her life and like yeah. how difficult it all of a sudden was, I was like, man, she could have been a resident of Bethlehem. <laughs> Or Jesus could have been born like a couple months earlier in Nazareth. And then, yeah. yeah. Do you think that'll be your first question when you get to heaven? Is that the one? Well, that was certainly my first question on Sunday. <laughs> Mine, Mine's just going to be Ephraim on a horse, question mark. <laughs> yeah. And God will explain it to me. And yeah. Uh, oh, man. The thing that I'm, Rabbit I mean, I don't know if you were going to get into this at all. I kind of mentioned it and it was very distracting because there was, there were cute children in the, in the video, but Time. Did you catch at all what I was saying about time? Like, this is the thing about the incarnation that most twists my brain in knots. And it's the idea that God who created time Mm -hmm. and is therefore presumably in some way outside of time would in some way limit himself in Christ to experience time in the way that we do. That one just, it really, it really boggles the mind because yeah, it, I don't even know how to even begin wrapping my mind around that because if you're outside of time, then you are experiencing all of time at once. Right. And so hmm. somehow well, stop right there. Cause I, I, my brain's already melted. I know. I just, saying <laughs> things like that. <laughs> yeah. And so it's crazy that, that somehow Jesus or the Christ who experienced all of time, including presumably the entire life, death, resurrection of Jesus is somehow becoming that Jesus and stepping into the time that he is already aware of and helped create that doesn't compute. And it just breaks my brain. <laughs> anyway, that's the one thing that I, that I, I had to throw that in yeah. there just cause I'm like, I yeah, don't got to talk. About I don't it. get that. I don't get it. <laughs> um, another thing I thought about the yeah. angel tells Mary, you have found favor with God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, imagine Imagine this, this, imagine hearing this from an angel that you, Marin, have found favor with God. God favors you just like directly. I mean, that, and then I was like, well, actually, I mean, that's kind of what we believe now about Mm. ourselves, which was really interesting. But um, imagine, imagine hearing that as a, as a teenage girl who is a virgin who it's like you found favor with God and also, also, you're going to be the mother of the long-awaited Messiah who is going to lead yeah. all of the promises of God into fruition for the people of God. I mean, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as I thought deeper about this, uh, the things the angel tells Mary are the same things that we believe kind of about ourselves. Like, 
you illustrate you illustrated what a manual means. So God with us. And as I'm looking at the 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 kids, I'm thinking, okay, so she's told she's told that she founds favor with God. The Holy Spirit will come upon her and the power yeah. of the Most High will overshadow her. Is that not true for us? Those all three of those things are true for followers of Christ now. Yeah, God I guess favors God, us. The Spirit dwells with us. Yeah. And we have the power, His power. of the Most High. Sure. Okay. I never I thought just, of that. I never before. thought about that. Yeah. Hmm. But as I'm thinking, as I'm receiving your message, like thinking about Mary the, the person. Yeah. Like beyond the just like shock and mm. awe of an angel being in front of me. Those three things are what have stood the test of time about what it means to to follow Christ. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to look at her her character, just look at the the song that she sings or that that yep. is written in her in her voice in Luke 1. Um, she, she turns immediately to praise. She yeah. turns immediately to humility. She turns immediately to, to lifting up God as, as holy. Um, and then she turns and, and considers how God's faithfulness is going to bring, um, hope and justice to our world and is going to make things right. Like she is so dialed in to yeah. the story of biblical theology. Like she gets the story of what God is trying to do in the world. So it's so fascinating to think she's this young woman and yet just almost, almost naturally she understands her place and God's place and what, what he's up to in this world. Yeah. And so it does speak to her character quite a bit. Yeah. If you pretty normal read though. That. Like I feel like Desi would have done that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. Um, Luke chapter one, verses 46 through 55. That's Mary's song. And it's just a really short, um, it's just a short passage, but it's, it's really telling of where she was just spiritually and mentally when she received this news. Um, and there's a lot to just kind of dig into or even be in awe about like how did she know to say um that he's filled the hungry with good things but yeah. sent the rich away empty mm -hmm. like the depth of what she is saying in this song um it's i don't know it's cool to look at her direct response and again this is 700 years later right from so from isaiah been, yeah she would have been familiar with like the prophecies right yeah yeah, but to and, have the wherewithal to be like, oh, this is the moment. This is the moment from 700 years ago that. Well, you could just see how full of the Holy Spirit her writings were. Yeah. yeah. To be to be that poetic and that accurate and in line with Old Testament scripture and in line with what would come in the life of Jesus. It's I could just camp out there, camp yeah. out on Mary's song and and try to look at it from as many different angles as I can. It's, it's yeah. really fascinating. And I mean, the thing about her, the song or this poem is that it's none of it's original to her. It's all based on ideas and um, concepts and even metaphors from the old Testament prophets. She's dialed into exactly what they were expecting and what they were hoping for. And so um, she had internalized a truth of how God was working and it, it was, it came out in her words. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, and, and that kind of, kind of, I wanted to point this out. I said it's something about this in the app notes, but I'll point it out uh, as well. If you look strictly at Isaiah seven and, and where, where the whole Emmanuel word first just shows up, 
you realize it's actually the prophecy is actually something completely different. Uh, it's actually the the prophet Isaiah talking to King Ahaz, who was kind of terrified of Egypt and Assyria and was being being told, like, you need to stop freaking out about these enemy kingdoms and you need to start trusting that God is actually with you. Mm. And and so there's this, you know, it's, it, Isaiah says, look, the, the Lord is going to give you a sign. And a lot of scholars actually think that this young woman that's with child is actually, was actually a real person, possibly even Isaiah's wife or Ahaz's wife or Ahaz's daughter or something. And, and the, he makes a prediction that says like, you know, th- things are going to turn around and these, these empires are not going to come threaten you by the time this kid grows up enough to eat to be weaned of his mother's milk. And that's the prophecy. And he's mm-hmm. like, and his name is going to be God with us as a reminder mm-hmm. to you, Ahaz, that this isn't up to you and it's not up to human strength. It is up to God's intentions, God's plans to heal this world. So that's awesome. some people have used that as a way of saying, aha, so this isn't about Jesus. So the New Testament writers uh, were wrong, yeah. but in fact, it's it, that's not it at all. What it is, is this is a truth about God's presence with his people and the fact that his intentions will come to fruition, just not necessarily in the way that we might expect. And mm-hmm. so when the New Testament authors are taking this prophecy for King Ahaz 700 years before, and they're applying it to Jesus, they are not just trying to say that when Isaiah gave this prophecy, you know, he was actually thinking about 700 years in the future when God be, would become a man. They were taking that concept of Emmanuel and they were bringing it to Jesus and, and realizing he's a more full expression of this idea than we ever could have imagined. So anyway, I wanted to point that out because I think oh, wow. I think it's it's too easy to just like only look at Isaiah 7 verse 14 and never look at anything around it because we just want to say it's about Jesus. And I know we've said this so many times as we talk about Old Testament prophecy, but uh it's there's more depth to it. And again, I think this is what Mary is connecting to in her song. She's connecting to the threads of biblical prophecy that, that weave the whole story together. Yeah. The last thing that was noticeable for me um, in this passage was Jesus was called the son of God from birth. Hmm. He didn't become the son of God. And like, as a parent, I'm wondering, is that pressures off or pressure's on because like it sounds obvious to us now like Jesus was called some he didn't have to become the son of God he was the son of God but receiving that message from an angel for the first time hearing like there's nothing you have to do to make this baby perfect he's already perfect he's already the son of God like is that pressure's off because as a dad I'm like one of my biggest sources of anxiety is that I'm going to screw my kid up or like I got to <laughs> raise him them well but yeah, that was something else is Jesus was called son of God before he was even born. And she didn't like, she didn't have to do anything to, to nurture that. Uh, That's I, a really good question. Yeah. I, I think one of my fears as a parent is, and it's already happened, but when my children become painfully aware of my ineptitude or, you know, times that I've sinned or blown it and my kids have have watched stuff like that happen. You don't want to blow it in front of your kids. Yeah. <laughs> and so if your kid is perfect and yeah. sinless oh my and goodness. divine and you're just sitting here in your little mortal body just trying to be good. But, you know, you can't be good because yeah. there is none righteous. No, not one. And all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. 
Like Mary sneaks an extra piece of candy or something. Mm-mm, and Jesus, Jesus knows. Like, Mom, did you take my candy? No. <laughs> Mom. No. <laughs> And then, and then, and then she's like, I don't even know what candy is because sugar is so wildly expensive <laughs> that a peasant family like ours could not afford it oh, uh, or, or something. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know, Tyler. I don't know if <clears throat> pressure's off or pressure's like really, really on. Cause it's like, <laughs> yeah. here, you're having a holy child who is completely yeah. perfect. Don't blow it. Like don't yeah, make, make sure him <laughs> get hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's funny. Oh, um, yeah, what, anything stand out to you guys about the sermon or about the, uh, I guess, Marin, because Barry, you gave the sermon. Marin, anything stand out to you specifically <laughs> over the weekend? Um, was your child eating Cheerios off the floor? Uh, yeah, who, Just directly off the floor? Like, that's like the best, <laughs> that's like the best place out of all the options of where he chooses that, to eat. Just working off. on that immunity strength. Of, of all the, like, Lane is the most delightful child, but he was actually fussy when we were filming that. Like, he just wasn't, Aww. like, having a great time, which is such not in his character at all. And yeah. so he was just like, we were, we wanted to have, like, the kids playing with the, the, uh, nativity set while I was talking. Um, but of course I had to do several takes on some of the different like lines I was doing and stuff. And, and Lane was getting bored. And so Lauren kept putting like handfuls of Cheerios on the ground and the kids just <laughs> I kept him there, kept him rooted. You know, I almost brought this up last week when we were talking about crawling, but Jaden learned to crawl with me sitting on the couch, throwing Cheez-Its on the floor in like regular intervals. So he would crawl from one cracker to the next cracker. So that's how you taught him to crawl. That's how it, that's, he needed motivation, Tyler. <laughs> that's it was what a sign of it. things to come. Yeah. That's no, funny. I just want to, I want to plug uh, Tim's fireside chat. Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet as an excellent accompaniment to this message, taking like a little bit, deeper look at the actual root of the word Emmanuel. Um, and when I watched it, you hear Emmanuel, God with us, Emmanuel, God with us. And Tim breaks it down, just puts a little bit finer of a point on it saying that it's more something like, you know, Emmanuel, the mighty one or the, mm-hmm. the mighty warrior yeah. is, is with us. Yeah. And I was just really encouraged by that. Sometimes this time of year, especially if you've been, around the church for as long as I have, some of these things just kind of start to like lose their emphasis. Sure. Um, you know, okay, Emmanuel, here we go again. We're singing that, that word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're yeah. singing that word that we don't sing pretty much any other time of our calendar year except right. at Christmas time. So I just was refreshed by what Tim shared um, and it helped to kind of bring that word to life in a refreshing way. Yeah. I agree. And if you have not seen it, you can see it on our Facebook page or on our website, gracechurch.us slash wonders. Barry, where are we heading next? What are we doing? The next phrase that we're going to look at, and again, we're looking at kind of common phrases, just like you said, Marin, things that we kind of sing every year. We don't really give them much thought. Um, the next phrase we're looking at is peace on earth. And how is it possible that the birth of a little baby in Bethlehem brought peace on earth? And that's what I'll talk about. And it's... Yeah. Uh, I'll just say I put this on the Facebook group, but uh, my chickens make an appearance. So I love that all three of us have children that are going to be featured and be part of this Christmas series. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Also, also (laughs) maybe Cleo makes an appearance, but just know that she was not helpful at all in the one little bit that she was, she was too busy trying to dig in the ground to like participate, but whatever. Anyway, so yeah, peace on earth skill. It's not a. It's not a 
natural thing. <laughs> Got to learn it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, we will uh, we'll be back next week, and uh, we'll see you on the Facebook group, Friends of the Pod. But until uh, then, Marin, will you please? Send us out, but don't do any of the. Hey, I gotta, I gotta you know do it differently no. this week. It, would you just do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God? And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. You actually did it too fast that time. <laughs> <laughs>